instantly brings to mind a few more Nietzsche quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the character of the misfit. I mean, I never really considered how similar he, he and Anton Chigurh were mm-hmm. until I did this. And that the the problem of No Country for Old Men is an extrapolation of the problem that O'Connor introduces here. This feels like a real anxiety of influence moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is probably the mark of the fact that it's a pretty good work that I can make a lot of associations and connections, but I have a hard time coming up with really definitive thoughts about it because it really evades any kind of simplistic reading. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like all good art, it gives you a problem, not a solution. Yeah. And if there is meaning, it's like overabundant. It, it, it's in excess of itself. Mm-hmm. And thus... Um, yeah. So I want to anchor this back to McIntyre, right? If we're going to like yeah. build off of him and we're going to talk about him and we'll have other thinkers that come in. Lash is already one. We'll have more that we extrapolate and build on as we continue our reading series and the American Canon series. But if we take a look at say what happens in these, in terms of narrative and story, Right. And how narrative shapes part of the ethical world for McIntyre, then we can start to see that the problem of emotivism he's talking about is recreated here in these works in No Country for Old Men. Because what we are left with is a deep ambiguity. That is not to say that there's something simplistic about the Iliad, right? Or that it was totally uncomplicated for its time, but rather it was a product of the social and ethical problems that existed in its world. Problems of hierarchy, problems of piety, problems of fidelity, problems of honor. And what, there was a trajectory of human life that you could see in that work when those men live and die, when Odysseus struggles to come home, right? When we look at this, and maybe this is an over elaborate way to make a basic point, what we see cast before us is the dilemma of everyday life that we're faced with when we want to live in a world that has become totally disenchanted and cynical and that seems to have fallen from a common thread for what a human life should be and should mean. The debate isn't what is the good life and we're having a fight over that. It is, is the good life possible at all? Could you say there is even such a thing? And that's a problem of a different order, but that seems everywhere bureaucratically enforced as McIntyre would uh, identify it and culturally pervasive. Yeah. I think it's really made me think a lot about how to the kid's credit, I think they're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're at least not wrong. (laughs) 